filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, have you ever heard in a conversation where you've been talking about the second coming of Jesus uh, and those things that are a part of what we talk about as Christians as the end times, the idea that there'll be all sorts of calamities and earthquakes and uh, various natural disasters, even the issue of climate change brought into the mix of how we talk about things that are going on in the world. And have you ever been in a conversation where you've felt almost as though a sense of compassion had dissipated from your thoughts and your conversation because people were so excited about the times that would be coming and an affirmation that God has those things in his hands that somehow or other the disaster doesn't matter. Well, Bill Muhlenberg's been writing about these issues through the week and with the idea that addressing rejoicing in calamities and disasters is something that Christians sometimes fall into. Bill Muhlenberg, a special welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, let's talk through the things you've been writing about because uh, it is, I guess, disturbing to suggest that sometimes Christians actually think that uh, calamities and disasters that we're seeing in the news headlines might be a good thing. What are your thoughts? Well, sadly, uh, I see this quite often. Simply uh, look on the social media and, uh, you know, there's all kinds of people who are quite keen on, you know, prophecy buffs, we call them. They're into end-time scenarios, uh, eschatology freaks, if you will. Uh, nothing wrong, of course, with looking forward to the Lord's return. That is our blessed hope. It's good stuff. But as we all know, some people almost make a living out of all this. Uh, they've got all their charts and diagrams and everything nailed down to the nth degree. And sadly, I often will see uh, when some earthquake or tsunami or famine strikes, uh, and I kind of cringe when I do, I'll see a Christian almost seeming to celebrate, to be excited, to be glad that there's another uh, tragedy unfolding. Oh, goody, they seem to be saying Jesus is coming back at any minute. Um, So, yeah, I did a new piece looking at a few areas of concern there. One is, you know, there's different views on eschatology, the end times, so uh, we may not always have things right, but of course it doesn't look all that good either when we seem to be gloating in catastrophe. Bill, let me just take you uh, a shade deeper here, and I wonder whether there might be some who... That's the way they're processing the tragedy. It's not as though they're not necessarily compassionate for what might have gone on in the lives of individuals or families, whether it's a shooting or a disaster at an earthquake or a tsunami or whatever it might be. But somehow or other, we encourage ourselves by saying, well, God is on the throne and all will be well in in the end. Uh, He's coming back soon. Uh, that's not what you're talking about. You're saying that there are some people who are actually gloating on this idea that people are being hurt in disaster? Oh, well, it can be, as you say. Perhaps they don't really intend that. They don't mean that. But nonetheless, it sometimes it comes across that way. Uh, so whatever the motivation, whether they actually are a bit of a you know masochist when it comes to this or they're, you know, 
They don't like suffering of others, but still, uh, it's partly our Christian testimony, our Christian witness. When you post stuff like that, obviously on the social media, in which a zillion people can see what you've written, uh, well, if anything, just be careful how you phrase it. Um, and again, there are differences of opinion on eschatology. Not everybody takes exactly the same view, so there can be some room to move. But the real problem, it seems to me, is when we give the appearance of, you know, oh, this is this is good. This is good news. Uh, the more tragedies and so on, uh, hopefully the closer to the return of the Lord. So we just want to, if nothing else, phrase our uh, what we're trying to say a little bit more carefully, a little bit more sensitively, so we don't give that impression that we're actually happy about disaster. Because ultimately, when we talk tragedy, war would be one of those issues that would come to mind, and we're familiar with the sorts of scriptures that say there'll be wars and rumors of wars, and, uh, you know, let not your heart be troubled. These things are going to be coming, and uh, so there's an anticipation, an expectation that those things will come, but not a celebratory event when they do. Uh, A little caution there, but Bill, let me take you back to to this idea that there are different uh, different positions eschatologically, different positions on things of the last times, and uh, various Christians will get into uh, sometimes even a heated discussion about their particular favorite position on eschatology. I imagine that it's good to take a position, but always conscious that there may be others who might have some truth to their idea as well. Uh, What about this whole idea of having different eschatologies and how it contributes to this conversation? Yeah, well, actually, uh, if I can tie things back to a discussion we had a week ago, probably most people will have forgotten, but you ended uh, the discussion with something I actually wanted to pick up on. We were talking about just being a bit humble in our theological pronouncements and, uh, you know, just showing a little little bit of grace to others, and you finish by saying, well, yes, we can be too dogmatic at times and so on. And I did want to say, had we had time, that, look, there is a place for being dogmatic, certainly on core issues, you know, the deity of Christ, the Trinity. Uh, those are things that, yeah, actually we should be dogmatic. We should be firm in holding that doctrine. But there are plenty of secondary doctrines that we can probably be a bit more relaxed, and I would regard the various eschatology options, the various ways of looking at the millennium, whether or not there's a rapture, and if there is, when it's going to happen. I think those are secondary kinds of issues, and so we can be a bit more gracious and tolerant of other Christians who might have other views. And then there's even... You know, even stuff with just how we deal with the data. Um, a lot of Christians appeal to the, all of the discourse, Matthew 24, Jesus talking about there will be earthquakes and all that. So some people will say, and you'll see it often in the social media, oh, there's been, you know, more earthquakes in the last, whatever, 10 years or 20 than ever before. But then I'll see other good Christians who also have seem to have done their homework saying, no, no, actually the earthquake rates are probably about the same they've always been. Uh, so even there, there can be room to move as to, you know, what actually is going on. So, yeah, just a bit of grace uh, and a bit of caution 
in public how we share some of these things. Uh, we do want to seek and pray for the Lord's return. It is our blessed hope indeed, but uh, let's not make it look that we uh, rejoice every time some tragedy strikes. Bill, let's come back to the idea of gloating on disaster, because there might be some biblical examples that might take us uh, to the opposite of what we're saying today. And I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, the plagues that came upon Egypt and uh, what eventually led to Pharaoh letting the children of Israel go. And, of course, those who went through the Red Sea know that Pharaoh's army followed through the Red Sea and the waters closed in around them and the armies died. And uh, there was a sense in which uh, the celebration that went on afterwards, that the enemies were defeated, uh, might give us an idea that uh, the enemies of God ultimately will be defeated and it will be a time of celebration. I think uh, your thoughts are, uh, let's not uh, preempt these things. Uh, what are your thoughts for the fact that Scripture does actually have times where there is a little bit of gloating when the enemies have been defeated? Yeah, quite right. Uh, that's something I also did cover in my new article. There is a biblical balance here. That's one of the things I keep saying over and over. We need to get the biblical balance. We tend to go to one extreme or another, both can be unhelpful, so here it's the same. Uh, in fact, any time uh, uh, some action takes place, you'll get Christians' different points of view. When Gaddafi was hunted down and killed, when bin Laden was hunted down and killed, many Christians said, wow, praise God, we finally got rid of this evil person. And then some other Christians would come along and say, oh, you shouldn't gloat in their deaths. Aren't there passages in the Bible where God says, I do not take pleasure in the death of the wicked? So, yeah, I've written articles looking at those two sets of Scripture. Uh, on the one hand, we don't uh, necessarily uh, rejoice when somebody dies or is killed. But, yeah, as you said, uh, Exodus 15, the Song of Moses and the Song of Miriam, they're rejoicing, they're praising God, they're singing and worshipping. Why? Because God has defeated Pharaoh, he's overturned their chariots and they've drowned in the Red Sea. So that's a time of rejoicing. The Feast of Purim, where does that come from? Book of Esther, right? This amazing set of events where God uh, foils the evil plot of Haman and others, the Jews are saved, and so they have this time of feasting and rejoicing that God has destroyed the enemies. Book of Revelation, right? <laughs> Revelation 18, Babylon, the evil harlot is destroyed. Revelation 19, all the saints are rejoicing and praising God. Why? Exactly because of that judgment. So there is a time and a place, certainly when God does the judging of his enemies and when he rights wrongs and brings about justice, yeah, we can rejoice in that. We can celebrate that. So there is a, a balance, once again, we need here. Uh, we don't want to get happy every time another earthquake happens, and we can't always assume it may or may not be the judgment of God anyway. But yeah, there is... Uh, when we see evil uh, judged and we see righteousness upheld, that's a good thing that we can celebrate. So another big uh, biblical balance we need here. Well, great to be able to get the balance. And if I'm setting my sail in a right way to navigate forward, 
Uh, I suspect, uh, and what I think I'm hearing from you is that we need to take a compassionate approach when we hear of bad news or of disasters happening, whether they're happening in our country or around the world, a compassionate approach first uh, before uh, thinking that somehow or other the judgment of God has come upon those who might be evil. Uh, Bill, great talking to you, great getting your insights. I'll point people to your latest article. The one we've been talking about today is called Rejoicing in Calamities and Disasters. Uh, You can simply go to billmuhlenberg.com or you can Google Culture Watch one word and you'll find all the other articles Bill's been writing this week too. Bill, thanks so much for a great update today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.